told you before, some people call Wednesday hump day. There is no such thing at SEN. We just love talking sport 24-7, seven days a week. And we will do that again this morning. Good morning if you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time, wherever you're listening on the SEN app, you may be overseas. Just shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Great way. Get, get on the open line if you can, you know, spare some time this morning. Let's just chat, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But if you can't, we know you're busy. Uh, send through your messages on any topic on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 um, I, I feel obliged to kick off this morning, Brandy, by giving you a gift in light of Vladimir Putin giving Kim Jong-un a sign of special personal relations, has given him a Russian-made car as a gift. Send him over a car. Right. Brandy, what could I get you oh, to Vossi. just sort of establish our relationship? Sort of like a, a pen pal, a, a good buddy-buddy. A yeah, a good a, buddy. Yes. Buddy. Uh, I don't know. So two nut jobs giving each other. Did, <laughs> did, did uh, Kim uh, reciprocate? Yes. Did he uh, send uh, anything back towards uh, no, Russia? No word of do, that. Do we know um, what Russian cars are like? I haven't. Okay, uh, I've done a bit of research. Have you? <laughs> yes. Like uh, yes, it was delivered on Sunday by a Russian delegation. Uh, the car was an Aorus, the luxury automaker founded in 2018 to produce Russia's official state cars. Okay. So I don't know where they're available to the public. It's that exclusive. So, Putin, to his pen pal, as you've put it yeah. beautifully, uh, <laughs> Kim Jong Un, just give him a car. Like get, getting the car over there would be something, wouldn't it? Anyway, they've, what? I'll keep you up to date. I'll search if there's any return present. Mm. Yeah. Can't think of what it would be from North Korea. No. No, he's uh, well. He's in that the news for all the wrong reasons, isn't he? Uh, Vladimir Putin at the moment. Well, normally they're little things that they give between countries. You know, they're ceremonial. You don't give you don't give a leader a car. Like you give your twenty first. You, you might give it your son or daughter. You help them buy their first car. Isn't, but isn't, I don't think but, I don't think a, a one president giving another bloke a car. It's a bit naff, isn't it? Yeah, but isn't isn't but Putin is one of the richest men in the world. Like yep. he's. He owns Russia, owns the companies, the oil, the yeah. You know, he owns everything in Russia. So I, I don't think there's been a dent in his bank balance. No, I car. don't think I don't think it's hurt. He just, he just signed off and said off it goes. I think I think uh, despite North Korea, you know, half of the country starving. I think Kim, I think he's doing all right too. I think he's <laughs> I think he's doing all right for himself. Uh, now, what did you get up to yesterday? You you were uh, you were planning yeah. a, a hit and run to the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, we've now done... We're at um, Wollongong or Cogra? Yeah, down at the Wynn Stadium yesterday. So what we've done, uh, Fox League, the fan, uh, part of the rights deal, probably, the, yeah, again, we like to pull back the curtain. Part of the rights deal is um, that uh, you get media days with all the teams exclusive to you. Mm. So the dra- every all 17 clubs have to uh, give over time to us to film and... We go in, and, and that can be for prom- promos and for openers and things like that. But for programs like The Fan, we basically get access to as many players as we like and the coach. So yesterday was the 17th club we've done um, since January 8th. Cowboys were the first, and we've worked our way all the way through. Been everywhere, been to Auckland, been to Newcastle, Brisbane. Townsville. So I've now now caught up with every team. Lara Pitt was at Cronulla on uh, Monday. I was at the Dragons yesterday. I, I came away pretty impressed. It, to be honest, I, I saw a... It, a lot of the same, right? They're fit, they're strong, yeah. they're going well. But you notice the ones that 
aren't that carry on a bit silly or, you know, aren't organised and that. The Dragons, well-run ship, and, and thanks to their media department for that, Chris Kennedy looking after things, Shane Flanagan, you can tell there's a Flano impact. I, I, I come with good news for the Dragons. There's impact of a positive nature, fitter, just to look at personally, you know, up close, Brandy. Yep. And then I, I was given some information just around some numbers that collectively the Dragons forwards had lost something like 98 kilos on on the end of last season since Flanagan has come on board. 98 kilos of fat replaced by in excess of 50 kilos of muscle. So body shape different. Um, will it lead to wins? Well, of course, it's all it's all um, foundations. You know, but it's a step in the right the way, direction. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, you've exactly. got to start somewhere. If If the... If the the ship was sinking, and it was, yep. it has yep. been sinking, uh, you, you know, you can only start to repair it and, and get it back up mm. on top of the water slowly, slowly. Everything yeah. doesn't happen all at once. That's right. Which, which so, is, actually, speaking of that, speaking of, mm. now I don't, I don't, speaking of sinking, I watched a fascinating, uh, it was like, it was on the movie channel, on the Fox yeah. movie channel, okay. but it was about Shackleton. Um, and oh, yes, the, yes, yes. and and the and the greatest survival story in history, uh. and I, I I was riveted. I just happened to flick, <laughs> and I thought, is this a movie or is it a documentary? And it was sort of a bit of both. Um, it's a great watch if 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 you get time to watch it. Shackleton on Fox Movies, um, talking about sinking ships. My God, might, um, might be a bit of motivation for. So, Dragons, if you, well, you could be. Their, their ship is sunk. Well, it was. Some it people was, have got them. It sunk Poor last Brooksy. year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor yes. old Brooksy's written them off for this year. I, I, no, I, how many hours might... do you spend it? When, when you do the fan, how many hours would you spend at a club if you're talking to yeah. a lot of players? Yeah, you can spend up to five hours there. You, know, mm. you just hang around the day. That's what I mean. You observe, you see them train, you, you, you know, to, to see them in different light. And I, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way, but even someone like Blake Laurie, to me, he 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 stripped fitter in front of me. It was it was a fit, I'm gonna say he stripped in front of me. Yeah, he looked fitter, fitter and stronger, faster, powerful. Um, so Blake Laurie, who's been around a while and has been a you know really good contributor, started playing some bigger minutes towards the end of last year. I remember a game I think against the Warriors, he had over seventy minutes. Um, but he looked good, and I think from what I saw at the Charity Shield the other night, players like Francis Molo and Jaden Sewer. Mm. They looked fitter to start the year. Do we know any? Yeah. Do we know any more? Have we heard? And it seems to have gone quiet. I know we're going to talk about this after seven. But uh, Leilua is Leilua on? Like last week, we had him almost signed mm. at the Dragons. Yeah. Now it's no. just sort of gone quiet. And uh, well, it's all to do with money. It's yeah. all to do with the money. What okay. what the Cowboys would tip him. I, I'll say a couple of other things. I will give away. Mm. Um, had a chat with the Cowtring brothers. Great entertainment with Ryan and Toby sitting, you know, identical twins, and they're sitting in front of you. You're seeing double, yeah. a bit like it's a throwback to the Morris, the Morris boys, boys when they were there. Yeah, yeah. and and look, they are they are good personalities. The real butcher boys, um, you know, won premierships in the under tens and the under elevens. I really hope they kick on. I really do. I think you've got a couple of good ones there, Dragons fans. They are they are of good stock, local juniors. Can play, you know, obviously, but break into first grade last year. And I tell you, who I got to talk to for the first time yesterday, Michaeli Ravalawa. Mm. Now I've never sat down and you know had had a chat with him. Fascinating, his whole um, his, his personality, story. one mm. his personality and his story. And without giving too much away, he uh, broke down in tears. Did he in the chat that we had? So mm. you know, here's a here's a 
he's a person who is driven now of of very humble beginnings yeah. out of Fiji. Who is who is when we say living the dream, there's living the dream and there's living the dream. He is living an absolute dream beyond mm. his wildest dreams. Yeah. So it's a it's a it, that'll come up later in the year. So I was really impressed. But boy, man, those <laughs> he's a big man. Oh. I I like him. Like I like, as a player, him? I like yeah. him. I, I yeah. think he's a, I think he's a real plus for the Dragons. It, when you talk of, like the fitness, yeah, yeah, that is, like I know we we and and we sort of you know we cover it in the press all the time, every off season, fit, strong, yeah. but some some have some have been bullshitting for you know. There's been they, they <laughs> have there's been, there's yeah, been they don't train as they hard. They don't train it? as hard, and there no. is a difference, and that yep. that is that is an absolute non-negotiable. When you're talking about getting a, a, a premiership, a, an NRL side ready to play a season, they have to be. And Flano, that, that's what you want Shane Flanagan to just just tear them apart, build them back together again. Yeah, and oh, you yeah can, that's and right. And if, if that's you've noticed approach. that yep. difference. Absolutely, um, it did. And that, that is because that is, that's the thing we talk about when you say, well, it doesn't take it, – it, That's you don't have to be skillful to be fit. You don't. That mm. doesn't take – Brilliance that that just takes hard work and attitude, and that's yeah. and that that transfers into other parts of your game. If you're as fit as you can be, that mm. it, we you, you can't play if you're not Andrew. Like you may yeah. as well you may as well go. You know what? We didn't get fit this off season. We're no chance of winning. Well, I, they had things sorted, and I will give an observation to Ben Hunt. He looked pretty happy to me. That's all I can say. I, you know, I had a good chat with, with Ben. Probably spoke with Ben longer than anyone there. Um, he, you know, he, he's a good actor if he's if he's not happy. Right. Because he looked pretty content with his lot <laughs> yesterday and understands his role and, you know, he's a leader at that club. So that's He doesn't strike me. Yeah, he does not strike me as someone that would, you know, kick a can around and, and mm. sulk because he's not getting what he wants. He, he, ben Hunt to me, just looks like a, a good, honest man. Okay. I want to throw at something at, at you now. If you want to call in on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, if you want to talk up Pilates. So that was one thing that I, I kept hearing. I didn't witness it, but the Dragons do a lot of Pilates. And is there work? Are all clubs doing Pilates? What the... I haven't. I've done maybe two, three Pilates sessions in my life. Mm. To, to do it sustained, is it... Is it incredibly beneficial? Do you tell me? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy Pilates. Are you a uh, Pilates class attendee? Do you think our footballers would get plenty out of Pilates, Brandy? Uh, I've never done it, Andrew. But no. my wife keeps telling me that I should do it. And the older mm. I get, the the more I should be doing it. Um, yeah. And Pilates uh, can be done on a reformer bed, and the reformer beds are they 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 rave about them. Now, That's now, where the springs yes, are yes, yeah, different yes. tensions. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, if you're yeah. talking about, uh, you know, what's important in the athlete's body, the core, your core yes. is core is vital. Um, apparently, Pilates and reformer beds and are, are, are the answer. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I've never a, got on one. Have you had any? Have you had any good or bad stories about Pilates? Sell Pilates on the program today to our breakfast with Vossi and Brandy family. Um, mm. Big day tomorrow, isn't it? You are an influencer, Brandy, aren't you? Well, you, Andrew, well, not really, because <laughs> you know I'm not, like I'm not social well, media savvy, or I'm not on social media. Um, yeah. Well, I know we are at at. Bossy and Brandy. Yeah, but um, but but people.
people are talking about last Monday week, you your first first bit of content for the year, you talked about margaritas. Oh yes. Spicy margaritas. Yeah. Well, the spicy margaritas. Well mm. now I'm reading articles about margaritas everywhere. Oh it's it's margar it's <laughs> it is World Margarita Day tomorrow. Can you believe yeah. that? They have no. got a day for it. Right. So twenty second cool. of Feb, World Margarita Day. So I, I think I think I should celebrate World Margarita Day tomorrow. Mm. I, I think I, I bring a spicy six mark. To, yeah, top, six of the show. <laughs> top, top of show. the show. Just crack a spicy mark. Wow. Just for, that, yeah, let's do it. Why okay. not? What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Now, NBL, um, you, you've sort of, you were warm, but now you're, you're totally into it. Well, I'm hoping you'll join me on the Hawks bus. I know you're still on the Kings bus. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, but I'm, you've been... Yeah, I'm sticking with the Kings. I'm sti- okay. But, but I caught up with, uh, I saw the... They had a fair bit of coverage yesterday, the, the NBL, because Scotty Pippen's back out here. Pippen was out midway through last year. Um, he's back out this year. They all took a photo, and the Kings, they all had their representatives there. Whether they were their captains, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Jordan Crawford. Now, you've, you've spoken about him a couple of times, Jordan Crawford. I didn't realise how small he was. He's a midget. He's 5'6". Like that midget. Yeah. I'm talking basketball yeah. terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, he yeah. looked. He's standing. Scotty Pippen. I, I think Pippen's six eight or six nine. Mm. You know, and and there was a there was a Melbourne player who was around that height. Jalen Adams isn't that tall either, and he's about the same size as Bryce Cotton. Yeah, who's well, not tall. Not tall. No. no, no. So you're saying Jordan Crawford looks like a jockey? Jock, absolute jockey, mm. tiny man. Uh, which which sort of led me on to the uh, someone you called on on Saturday night, Jai Gray. Uh, yeah, a little little man. Apparently they were they were laughing at him. Like he was the butt of jokes at the airport when South flew out the other day because <laughs> they said the, you don't get child fares, but he could have been. You know, he he, he got economy because he, he it, it looks it's like first class yeah. for him. That's he how big the bed is. So Jai Gray is one hundred and seventy centimeters. Uh, other short now 170 centimeters. I think I don't know whether Jordan Crawford is that. No, he's they, smaller than that. It'd be shorter than that. Five six is less than five, 170. Be less than that, yeah. I think yeah, it is. So he's be uh, one one be like uh, 167 something like that, 168 centimeters. Yeah, and they did list that the shortest players in the competition. Uh, Jai Gray at 170 would be the shortest in the NRL if he plays, and he's very good, isn't he? For a, I, I liked good. him. Yeah. Yep. No, really good. Abby really Corusau, Adam Reynolds, Reed Marnie, and uh, Ezra Mam. There's your mm. shorties. Not as Have... short as not as short as they used to be, Andrew. Yeah. Shulman and Colk. F- f- oh, Chris Guider and Chris yeah, Guider. Mark Shulman. Mark Shulman, very small. The shortest of the lot. If you want to talk about pocket rockets, mm. short players, short sports people, <laughs> we can do that this morning. That's been thrown into the mix by the great Brandicus. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. If you want to talk Russian cars, this is the station to do it today right across the SEN network. So go to the phones right now. We want to rip into the day on this Wednesday. We're one sleep closer to Vegas. Lots of people excited about that. Another round of the preseason challenge and cricket this afternoon on SEN. In fact, from 5 o'clock, Australia and New Zealand, the first of the T20s. What a great day to be tuned in right here to the home of sport, SEN. Your calls and texts in just a moment. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers.
Welcome back to SDN 1170 AM in Sydney. High chance of showers again today. More rain with the top of 27 across the city and the west. Good morning. If you're in Brisbane, you're with us for another half an hour before Patton Hills will be along. Cloudy with a possible shower up there as well. 30 degrees. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Plenty of texts coming in, Andrew. Uh, what are the odds the car will explode? That's from um, the welder who comes from Kingswood. Uh, right, yeah. Any other Russian car? No. Uh, I think Dan... Yeah, Dan's got his intercom open, uh, and uh, that's closed off everything here. Lieutenant Dan, how was Tradies News in a nutshell this morning? How did the Roosters fans feel about the trial match on uh, pre-season challenge game on Friday night? Yeah, I like that Dylan Knapp is playing. I think that's going to be good. Uh, the rest of the players, I have to say, I've never heard of. No, they've, uh, I, I think there's an, an ad in the classifieds um, looking for anyone that wants a game with the Roosters or the Bunnies this weekend. They're, they're that short. Everyone's in, everyone's in Vegas. Uh, Morning VB, the big G, says, uh, just had a look at the Aorus, which is the Russian car. Looks like a Rolls-Royce limousine. Is that right, Andrew? I said a picture. Well, no, I've only got... No, I've... The story I printed out didn't only came off the BBC website. Actually, I don't have the actual picture. Of oh, it. you so don't. I'll just take. I'll just take your word for it. I trust those texting in. We're talking about uh, Pilates. Um, Toddy from Leeton. Good on you, Toddy. He's he's got up early. He tells us, "Morning, lads. I love Pilates." There you go. I love Pilates. Oh, sorry. That was meant to say, "I love pies and lattes." Cheers, <laughs> Toddy from Leeton. Well, here's oh, good he, staff, Toddy. Here's someone that good does like early. it. Uh, ben of Cronulla says, uh, "Pilates, great way to start the day." There's one next to me in Cronulla. The six a.m. session every day. I love walking past it every morning on the way to work. So he he's 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 watching. He's not doing. Uh, this one, morning, gents. John Nisbet from the Central Coast Mariners is currently the shortest player in the A-League at 155 centimetres. 155 centimetres. Wow, that is, uh, that's short. If, if Jai Gray is 170 centimetres, uh, 155 centimetres, what would that be in feet and inches? Someone can do the conversion. Uh, Good morning, boys. Some short rugby league players from memory. Tommy Bishop, yes. Robbie Robards, uh, teammate of mine, Robbie Robards. Jared Samet, yet short. Alf, Alf is certainly smaller than Jai Gray at 170. I think Jai Gray covers Alf, the most courageous of the lot. Uh, and as a Panthers fan, it's hard to say. Uh, Jeff Tuvey, yeah, Tuves. What a, what, a, what, a, what a great player Tuves was. Just to remind, like at some stage when we go to America, maybe for a bit of shock effect, go back and show the 97 grand final, um, the Adam McDougall, Jeff Toovey moment. and Savage. There's a stomping. There's a stomping moment and Toovey would blood all over the face. He plays on. I mean, you could probably do a little package of Jeff Toovey, couldn't you, over in America? And, and, um, and, And Jeff would do it in the right spirit because he's... Just incredible toughness. Incredible toughness. Uh, maybe there's been as tough, but in all my time following rugby league, no one as tough mm. as, as Jeff Toovey or courageous to do what the way he played yep. in the front line. Yeah. No, that, that moment in the 97 grand final, uh, absolutely brutal. McDougal just lashed out with his leg. Um, 
got him right in the face. I collected him above the eye. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, Tooves is a tough man. Now, Brandy, I don't want to cut your grass on the football desk, but mm. the biggest news in football this morning, confirmation, Mbappe oh. will be joining Real Madrid. Uh, still waiting to hear the terms, as in um, absolute money, rumoured five-year deal, um, earning... £12.8 million pounds a season. Plus, don't think that's... Plus a £128 million pound signing-on bonus. That's a fair bonus. Wow. £128 million pound signing-on bonus. Mm. Uh, so that will, that will move him from PSG to Real Madrid because there was a lot of talk that uh, Mbappe was going to take the Saudi money. Obviously, he's, he's knocked that back. Yeah. So Real Madrid, massive, massive dollars. Uh, Andrew, we've got the 6.30 news coming up. Um, yeah, you can also have your say on Edgewater Homes text line. The Edgewater Homes mortgage fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. That text number is 0457 736 736. It's 6.30 news Coming up, 5.30 if you're in Brisbane. Straight back after the news with all the big sports headlines of the morning. Stay with us on your home of sport in Sydney, SEN, 11.70am. Hargreaves has called time in his career, announcing this will be his final year at the Roosters. On track to be the most capped Rooster player. He's on 292 games with Mitch Orbison, uh, registering 306 games. I will say Jared Waria Hargreaves, not everyone's favourite, not everyone's cup of tea, one of my favourites. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell a story later in the morning, maybe when we've got David Riccio on about Jared. What impressed me many years ago when I saw him, totally different to the big aggressor on mm. the field that sometimes loses his you-know-what. But um, good on you, Jared. Hope you have a great last year in the NRL. Teams have been named for week two of the $100,000 preseason challenge. The likes of the Knights, Sharks, Dogs and Eels have named near full-strength sides, the Cowboys as well, while the Vegas clubs have struggled to assemble an Australian-based team. Brandy, are you on deck with me Friday night, Belmore Rabbitohs Roosters? Ah, uh, yes, I am. Yes, we're we're at Belmore Oval to cover the double header. Um, I'm calling the South Roosters game with you uh, at 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 this present time, unless there's some changes. Uh, we've got Dylan Napa playing for yes. the Roosters, first grade experience. Yelene Gordon, um, you've got an interesting story about Yelene Gordon. Yeah, well, it's a it's a quiz show. When did he last play in the NRL? When when in what year was his last NRL game? He's now thirty six, by the way. Right, okay. you'll line up in the front row okay, Friday 36. night. When was his last NRL game? Let Let's go back. Let's thirty six, twenty six. So let's go back ten years. I'm going to say twenty around the ten year, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty eleven, twenty eleven, thirteen years ago. What? <laughs> we've never been in that situation before. We've never, we've never ever called a player that's. Um, had such a long time between drinks, so... Right. Um, uh, then I flip... On Saturday, I'm at Brookvale Oval calling the Manly Broncos game, oh. which which Good is double. the same... We've got the same problem. All yeah. their best players are in America. They're in the States. Yeah, they, they've got to play pre-season trials, but these ones sort of... Well, um, Vegas has interfered. Not that it. it Not that it um, it affects the integrity of the pre-season challenge, but, you know, what... what <laughs> These matches don't stack up against big 
trial matches. But some people would say, well, hang on a sec, the Cowboys fielded similar side last week, taking on full-strength Broncos. So it's just, it's just the circumstances of this preseason. It's something we're going to have to have a rethink, if, and we are doing Vegas for the next five years. Yep. We are going to have to have a think about how we structure this preseason challenge competition. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had a text message off one of our Penrith uh, guys who's over there, you know, with, for the World Club Challenge. Um, and he said, how, how are the trials going? And I said, well, hard to draw any conclusions. Teams at varying strengths. Some good moments over the weekend for young players who haven't played in the NRL, uh, which is true. You know, that's, that is the one thing that you can take out of, you know, you can't, we spoke about this on Monday. You can't draw conclusions on how a team's going to go um, with what's happened in the trial games. Uh, more no. about that a little bit later. Yes. Uh, Peter Vlandis will have his tenure officially extended this morning as chair of the Australian Rugby League Commission for three years, although he's conceded in the telly today that he may not see out the whole term. Mm. I, I, sorry, like Pete, it. we're not letting you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, it's not if, good if enough, Peter. If there's any talk of that three years down the track, he's going to be tied, bound and gagged. And uh, we're not letting him go. <laughs> he's, he's staying with rugby league. Uh, in AFL news, Melbourne's Joel Smith has had his anti doping case take a major twist. Have a listen to this. The player is now accused of trafficking cocaine as well as possessing the drug a year before his positive test. He is in hot water, the hottest of water, Joel Smith. Yeah. Well, didn't we have a, an AFL player suspended yesterday for 18 weeks? Um, yes. Yeah, we did. Domestic violence, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, two-thirds of the MCG turf, uh, this won't make them happy in Melbourne. Two-thirds of the MCG turf, and is it coming to us, will need to be relayed following Taylor Swift's shows with just under four weeks until the first AFL game of the season. Um, yeah, they've got some work to do, the ground staff at the MCG, and I'm sure they will do it at a core stadium. After four, after four concerts, I think, Friday, mm. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Friday night, yeah. Uh, four concerts doing four back-to-back, is it? Four back no, well, is yeah, it? yeah. Four Friday, back-to-back. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Four. Well, that, that's, you know, the, the staff at Accor have said we've got four grand finals in a row. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh, one game in the EPL this morning uh, with a match between Manchester City and Brentford getting underway just moments ago. Again, I'm, I feel like I've taken over the football desk. Sorry about that, Brandy. No, that's um, all right. You'll you, keep us across you, that you one. You can carry on. I'll, I'll look that up. And Australia's Tour of New Zealand officially gets underway later today with the first match in the three-game T20 series in Wellington. So they're playing at the Cake Tin to start the, uh, the three-match series. SEN is your official radio broadcaster of Australia's Tour of New Zealand with full coverage from 5pm today. Uh, so Joel and Fletch get an early mark. Uh, Joel oh, and nice. Flesh for three to five. That'll upset the boys. Nice work if you can get it. And that other news we brought to you. So Mbappe, he's off to Real Madrid for next season. So his contract with PSG will officially end in June. And then he'll link up with Real Madrid. Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll be back in just a moment right here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Thanks for making the switch to SEN 1170 AM, the Home of Sport in Sydney. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Andrew, I think we should rip into some text because there is plenty. Oh, yeah, let's go. Uh, beautiful day here in Wellington for the T20 tonight, boys. Um, going with a bunch of mates after work, hoping Finn Allen gets big runs. 
Did you see 137 off 60 balls v Pakistan? 16 sixes. Insane. Cheers, Sparky, on the... Hey, what is it again? Kapiti, Kapiti Coast. Kapiti, Kapiti Coast. Kapiti Coast. I'd like, you know what? I'd like to be there. Mm. I'd like to be going to the T20 yeah. game. I'd like to be in New Zealand, and I'd like to be going to Wellington to watch the twi- uh, the T20. Uh, VB, I think uh, Jared Weir Hargreaves is the uh, epitome of leaving it on the field. Maniac on it that I can't stand. Great, kind, and even gentle off it mm. says yeah. Paul, Corey Paul. That is true, and I'm I'm like you, I. Halfbacks have a there's a, a relationship between halfbacks and front rowers that is special, yeah. because halfbacks rely on front rowers so much, and I'd love I would have loved to have played with Jared Warrior Hargreaves. Nice He's rap. a hard man. Nice rap. Yeah, I'll give him a rap a little later on. Just a little um, anecdote of Jared, which is totally away from the football field. Uh, morning, lads. Roosters should be applauded for developing club great JWH. Uh, Many falls into their catchment area. Manly falls into their catchment area, doesn't it, Port Adelaide Dragons? Now, well, look, he was playing with New South Wales Rugby Union. He was with Is the Waratahs. Right? He played with the Waratahs, then got his start with Manly, handful of games, then over to the Roosters, and the rest is history, being with the, the Roosters. But no, he was, he was New South Wales Waratahs huh. before Manly. Okay, so obviously yeah. a, a boy that grew up playing rugby at school yeah. in New Zealand. Yep. Um, boys, Mabap, a... Uh, current salary with PSG is 200 million euros per season. Yes. So he's taking significantly less to go to Real Madrid. Must be about winning trophies, i.e. Champions League, says the Warrior Kiwi Rooster. Well, um, he's getting the bonus. He's getting that bonus. So the sign-on the bonus sign-on will be money. paid over five years. So that's uh, um, the £128 million. Pounds. That's just the bonus before we get into the salary part of it. Yeah. Yes. The Warrior Holic also says, speaking of short players, hearing Stacey Jones has been named as the Kiwi head coach until 2026. So, How Stacey. Right. Bit of mail. Mm. Warrior Holic. Thanks, Warrior Holic. No, thank you for that. Uh, boys, Manly's named Toff Sipley to play. What the? Isn't he suspended? <laughs> well, I said I said that this morning yeah. in, our, in our pre-production mm. meeting, which I actually, you know, I, I, I got yeah. involved in this morning. Sure. I said, what the hell's great. going on? Toff Sipley has been suspended from the NRL for three games, but is allowed to play in the preseason challenge. Now, well, I'm going to say that's okay. Different competition? Yeah, well, I'm going to say, because he would then counter, if, if Manly were told, well, he can't play the preseason can challenge, and say, well, that would, well, let's count that as one of the games. You know what I mean? Well, they can't count it as a game, so therefore let's let him play. And so he does get some match fitness. Otherwise, you're banning him from everything. He's not like a... A jockey who's been disqualified, mm. he's been suspended from NRL matches because of a charge out of the preseason challenge. I tell you what, they'll be dramas. Extrapolate that what, to what if, uh, origin. What if he gets suspended this week? Well, then it will. Well, <laughs> well that'd, that'd be good. That'll, yeah, be, just extend it. No, not good. Extend his break yes. a, a little bit longer. Uh, there are there are rides at Dreamworld that Jeff Toby can't ride on. So Jeff Toby is the obviously the A League player. The 155 centimetres, I just Googled, but 155 centimetres in feet and inches is 5'1". He, so, he is a midget. He plays a name again? Yeah. Is, is his name, um, it just disappeared. Yeah, for the, for the Mar- is this the Mariners player? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, he's outstanding. Outstanding. Right. Like but in he's the grand final winning team last year. No, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> he was fantastic. <laughs> now, watching him live, he was like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. He's fantastic. Well, he'd have watch. to be at 5'1". He'd have to have some mm. energy. Yeah. 
morning. Uh, what's this? Bassy Brandy? What's Bassy? What's that mean? Bassy? Or is that meant to be something? Auto text. I don't know. Jared was playing rugby for Norths. He never uh, played for the Waratahs. Can you find out if it's true or not? Did he actually come over here as a golfer? Nathan of North City. Well, he's a very good golfer. We do know that. Mm. Um, did he? He was in the Waratahs squad. Did he play a game for the Waratahs? I'm going to say played preseason. I'm going to have to go back to my notes mm-hmm. while you pad. Yeah. And I will dig out what I have of Jared Oria Hagreaves. Okay. Um, fabulous. Well, uh, Waratahs rugby union career. Well, you've, you've been padding, so you don't need me to pad. But uh, Port Macquarie Pearl says, uh, boys, Jimmy said yesterday that JWH originally came to Oz to play golf. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, well, that's he must have been a hell of a golfer. I, I, I do remember hearing that he was he was a very low marker, wasn't he? But that was yes. a, that was a teen as a teenager. Yes. Um, yeah. Brandy, come over to Wellington for the first test, brother. Have a three day RDO. February 29 at the Basin. I'd love to. I I would love to go to the Basin to watch the Mm. Test match. Uh, What happened to Yaleen Gordon? 36, lining up for Souths this Friday night at Belmore Oval. Um, Vossi, you said he didn't play. His last game of first grade was 2011. Come on. You have to put the Yaleen figures into the queue. So just on Jared. (laughs) Yeah. Waratahs squad 2007, the New South Wales Waratahs squad. So I'm assuming he might have played a trial, didn't play an actual super rugby game. Yep. Uh, and then Manly debut was 2009, six games he played in his time uh, with Manly before joining the Roosters. Now now you want me to go bring up my... Yeah, I'll go to my Yaleed Gordon file now. I'll just bring that one up, if I may. Yeah, that means... Um, our text message says that means Yaleen was 23 yep. the last time he played first grade. What happened to him? Was he just not good enough or was it injuries? Well, that, he'd been yeah. playing the New South Wales Cup. He probably just lost the desire. I don't know. He, <laughs> That's he, a good question, but Yes. Well, so why do get Jeremy Monaghan on, the South Sydney media manager? I don't know whether he's well, on I the think plane he's to in, Vegas. Did, did I think he's he in America. I think he's in the States. Uh, with Zion Ma'u'u getting downgraded and only getting a two-week ban, can he use this week's trial as one of the matches, says the Warrior-holic? Well, no, there not, we go. Not based on the Sipley um, deal, he couldn't. No, so um, probably not Warrior Holic. No. no. So uh, just on Yaleen Gordon. Mm. Okay. So uh, last game was actually for Penrith. Last first grade game was for Penrith. I don't remember in the Panthers jersey. I, I, was, now I do. You've said it. Yeah, I, I've it was forgotten. Twenty eleven. <laughs> so he went South Canterbury Penrith. Twenty eleven yeah. Penrith, and yeah. then since then. Uh, we're talking Wyong, Wentworthville, Mount Pritchard, Wentworthville, back to Souths. Um, there was a little hiatus in there somewhere, but he's been a sort of in-and-out player through the second tier for quite some time. Yeah, what a Mark, fascinating well, story. Yeah, Mark says, what, what is the yearly contract for someone like Yolene Gordon who only plays reserve grade or state cup? Mm. Is it 20000 Yeah, I'm not sure, but he does work. Full time with South. He's, I think he's part of the South Kids right. program when I was there. Okay. Um, yeah, he was there. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're back in just a moment with a walk down memory lane. As one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Play! Is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. Here's Aloisi for a place in the you World Cup. He's yeah! On breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on this day. 
21st of February 2024, Andrew. Today, uh, on this day in 1990, the Batman theme wins the Grammy Award for the best instrumental composition. There we go. Did you? Is that where you start? That's that, your start. That, by that the way. Is, you're playing that. I wonder what was going on there. Well done. Uh, happy 47th birthday to Ben Eichen today. Called him as a schoolboy in 1994, you know. Born on this day in 1977. They come to Wyken, Super to Siva to Talis, quick hands, Myers, away to Brent Tate, who gets in behind them, away from Minicello, he only has Roy Bell to beat, he puts a kick in back midfield, chasing his Maguire, now it's soccer time, Eichen will pick it up and put the ball down. Benny Eichen, wow, played 150 first grade games, represented Queensland 17 times, Australia twice. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Well, that's all very nice. American actor Kelsey Grammer is 69 today. Uh, 69 today, best known for his role as Dr. Frasier Kane, firstly in the sitcom Cheers and then in the spin-off series Frasier. Mm. On this day in 1963, Vossie Australian all-rounder Alan Davidson took a wicket with his last ball in Test cricket when he had Alan Smith caught at first slip by Bob Simpson for one in the fifth test against England in Sydney. If only Don Bradman had have hit that one more run okay. in his last well, ball. Here's the big one. On this day in 1998, I know this is a personal favourite. This Celine, <laughs> Celine Dion <laughs> classic. Celine, <laughs> Celine, I'm a big fan. Celine yeah. Dion classic topped the UK charts, but what a song. What a song. my heart and... My heart will go on and on. It's a great movie, Did, Titanic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Do you know what happened? Uh, Celine Dion uh, has stepped away from performing, and she did that last year as she has battled, lift, listen to this, stiff person syndrome. Mm. That's what she's got. That's, yeah. her, that's her issue. Uh, if you're listening on SENQ in Brisbane, we now say goodbye. Pat Neal's right next for everyone See else. Ya. David Riccio, live from America, straight after the news, here on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, cricket's back today too. Just a reminder, SEN, your home of sport. Uh, Joel and Fletch in the run home this afternoon get a little early, Mark. They'll be on between 3 and 5, and then from 5 o'clock, you get coverage of Australia and New Zealand T20. How good from Wellington, but sport right through the day, including another two hours of this breakfast show where you've introduced some interesting topics to the program just before the news, Brandy. Uh, we did, Andrew, yes. And, and it, I, I watched Celine Dion at the Grammys and she came out to present an award, I think which Taylor Swift won. I can't remember what it was, but she didn't look great. And I wondered what, what had happened to her. So I, I Googled Celine Dion and... Um, this is, it came up, Celine Dion stepped away from performing last year as she battled stiff person syndrome, mm. which I thought, I've never heard of that. Stiff person syndrome. Have you heard of that ever? N- no. No. It's no, a, it's a well, it's a rare, well, I'll, I'll explain what it is after we read a few of the texts because yeah. there's, there's some ones that are quite funny. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound good. I'll have a laugh after I've read what it's about. Uh, stiff person issue, wow, all, re- all areas covered on this show, says the Western Sydney Eagle. Mm. Stiff person syndrome is a hard thing to live with, Brandy. Um, that's from the Kingswood Welder, so I'm assuming that he hasn't got it. Uh, Kane says, I also st- suffer from stiff person syndrome. It's worse. Well. Kev, 
from Camden. I think I might be waking up most mornings with the same thing Celine has got. Um, well, thank you, Kev. There's waking up stiff and waking up stiff, I suppose. Well, I, I woke up a bit, a, a bit tight this morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're getting in some dangerous areas here. Uh, stiff person syndrome is a rare neurological disorder that has affected, uh, that, that affects the ability to walk and sing. That's Celine. Um, so you don't have control over your muscles, Andrew. Okay, I, I'm going to change tact. I feel for Celine D. I'm terrible. Mm. Stiff person syndrome. Uh, back to Josh Nisbet. We're talking about uh, people that are slightly vertically challenged in the program today. Short um, sports people. Short sports people. So Josh Nisbet from the Mariners. This is a great text from Craig. He, he said, he trialled with a team in Spain and his report card came back with all skills and talent boxes ticked, but was asked to go back home and get a bit taller. True story <laughs> by Josh himself. Yeah. He's told, can you go home and get a bit taller? I will say, he, like if anyone who was there watching the grand final last year, he was fantastic. He, a wonderful player, absolute. Um, yeah, as I said, Energizer Bunny is probably a really good description, but then he provides the, he's the conduit to the energy of the whole team. Um, no, a fantastic player, Josh Nis, but probably worth a chat. Let's get Josh on the program. The mm. Mariners are up second on the ladder looking to defend their crown. Josh Nisbet, where are you, mate? Are you listening? Give us a call, one three hundred o one eleven seventy. 1170 Let's hop on the Mariners bus and Josh Nisbet, we're talking about him this morning. Okay, uh, which was prompted, the, the chat about uh, Nisbet, uh, on the back of Jai Gray, uh, who was 170 centimetres, and they're saying he's the shortest player in the NRL or will be this year at 170. Jordan Crawford, who plays for the Jack Jumpers, uh, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, Vossi, he's 5'6". He's 167 centimetres. And he's he's playing blokes that are 6'8". Like, he's standing next to... Well, more. In, in, yeah. More Alexander Saar from the Wildcats, who's, who's likely to be the number one draft pick, the, the, the French guy who plays for the Wildcats. He's 7'1", Brent. Mm. He's 7'1". Yep. Is, it, is so. there... Like, I know... Uh, Who's our Australian, um, Paddy Mills? Paddy Mills isn't tall, but Paddy's six one, isn't he? Like Pat, mm. like he's not short in terms of who's the sh- what? What do we got in the the NBA? In the NBA, who is the shortest player in the NBA? What, what are we What are we well, talking that's, there? That's Charlie Goodson area, yeah. That's Charlie will Charlie's going to investigate. So when we talk rugby league, the name that keeps coming back up is Mark Shulman. When we're talking about small yep. players, short players, was a Dragons halfback, played a grand final. Um, he was five foot two, so that's 157 centimeters. Mark Shulman. Yep. Weighed 60 kilos. <laughs> First grade rugby league. Um, played between 71 and 78, and as I said, played in the grand final. Yep. Mark Shulman mm-hmm. was five foot two and 60 kilos. Wow. Pedro the Rooster says uh, Peter Foreman, half for Newtown in the early 70s, was was um, knee high to a grasshopper. Um, Peter Foreman, that's that's a name that I, I'm not recognising. But anyway, we'll, we'll have a look, Pedro. Tell us how tall he was. Um, this one, Henry says, I've been known to have stiff person syndrome on the odd occasion. Love the show, fellas. That's from Henry. Thank you for that text. Who knew that the, uh, the On This Day segment was going to get such a reaction <laughs> as it has had today? Uh, does, does Brandy know if Panthers get living away from home allowance. I'm hearing the West Tigers got $200 for the week they were in New Zealand. 
Two hundred bucks for the week. Were they? Were they? Dollars for the week. What would, what would be my beer? That would be my beer bill, says Greg. So this is per diems. We're talking per diems. Um, yes. Well, well, I, I guess they do. Yeah. yeah I, I guess a collective bargaining agreement. That would be it. Uh, yes. But I'm not. But I'm not sure. I'll find out. I'll find out what they get paid, Greg. Uh, if that uh, will keep you happy. Um, did morning boys? Did any Bulldogs fans just see their team list and think, "Yep, 2024 premiers right there." Uh, the Bulldogs lineup. When I looked at the the side, yes, I, yes. No, did, it wasn't did, my first that, thought. I'll be, I'll be honest. Not okay. my first thought. No. Um, this one from I think it's uh, it's Dunny. Uh, Dunny says, "Don't bag Buddy Brandy." No, we're not bagging Buddy. That's that's he works for Souths. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, we're just saying that it's no. It's a remarkable stunning. story. There's been no yeah. bagging of him at all. No. no. Two thousand and eleven. Uh, his last first grade game. Yet um, he'll line up for South at front row, um, up against Dylan Napa for the Roosters on Friday night. We're calling it for Fox League now. Um, we're going to be get crossing to the United States of America many times over the next few weeks. I'll be headed off. Well, actually, this time next week, will I have? La- I will have landed. I will be there. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think it's hard. To, I'm trying to work out the time difference. My flight is 11:30 next Tuesday. So morning. will that have me there? Yeah. So I, I will. I'll be probably landing about this. I might come on the show. Might text yeah, you. I'll come and join us as I land. Yeah. In Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are going to be crossing there many times. A man who has spent a, a number of weeks, in fact, there. I think so he's absolutely been soaking things up. Is the wannabe nudist David Riccio? Yes, he got a visa, and he is there. And for the first time in 2024, how good is it to have him back? He's here, and here's his intro. <laughs> And now on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. David, great to have you on, mate. Hey, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Vossi. Great to be back. Yeah, so where are you? Tell us exactly. Vossi just said you've been somewhere for weeks. Are you in America? Yes, yes. So I I decided to do the... Well, it will be a once in a lifetime, given the dollar exchange rate um, of a, the, the family trip uh, to the west coast of the US, uh, Disneyland, NBA, the works burger, basically, boys, um, of, of uh, giving the kids uh, the ultimate um, ticket uh, to ride. And it was a most enjoyable couple of weeks. I must. I decided to jam pack as much as I could into those two weeks. And so I hired a car took on the right side of the road driving guys, mind you, covered a thou- more than a 1,000 miles from LA, uh, travelled north up to Big Bear Lake. Now, people, some people will have heard of Big Bear Lake. It's, it's, it's probably the equivalent. It's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive, three-hour drive north out of LA, similar to driving from the city up into the Blue Mountains, but, oh, my goodness, knee-deep snow. Uh, wow. So I went from the Santa Monica beaches to the knee-deep snow. Then we drove down out of Big Bear Lake into Palm Springs, the desert, mind you, 40s and T-shirt weather. And then now here I am, guys, uh, in San Diego, uh, uh, more um, directly La Jolla. Now, that is where the South Sydney Rabbitohs are based and will prepare for the next 10 days ahead of their Las Vegas kick- kickoff. So I'm here covering the South Sydney Rabbitohs, of which uh, have been... Slowly arriving 
into their hotel, shaking off their jet lag. I've got to say, David, you put a bit, I don't know about Brandy, but you, geez, you put some pressure on the Voss household. If, if I get to go to Vegas any other year down the track, the, they're going to want to come. And, uh, can't you do a holiday like David Riccio? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so is Big, uh, Big Bear Lake is, um, you said, three hours. Does that sort of take you up around Yosemite National Park? Is that sort of where base, you know, around about, or is that yeah. nowhere near it? Brandy, yes, no, Yosemite's a lot further north. Um, I, I originally, when I mapped out that itinerary for the family, I was looking at Yosemite. I just couldn't get there. It's a little bit further, probably another another three and a half hour drive further north. Uh-huh. Um, but I've got to say, guys, the diversity of the California states, crazy. Like, as I said, one minute we're riding bikes on Santa Monica Boulevard, and the next... And, Two and a half, three hours later, we're, we're in knee-deep snow. And as I said, down into Palm Springs in the desert, it's it's a fascinating landscape. Uh, but it's all holidays over, guys. I've got to, I've now got to get back to work and start paying off the credit card. So does that mean you've shipped the family home and you're staying for the, uh, for the Vegas yes. part of it? Oh, wow. Yes. Farewelled the family yesterday and... Uh, here I am working and covering the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the countdown to the Las Vegas kickoff. Okay, so in all your travels, and I'm sure you just got randomly talking with total strangers and maybe in the conversation <laughs> got round to who you are, what you, what you do. I might have seen in Breakfast Show, Breakfast with Voss and Brandy, you may have heard it on the app, um, and what you've got coming up. Has any Have you met any American who knows about the Vegas doubleheader? David, honestly, have you? I'm curious. Well, if I've got to be honest, no, I haven't as yet. No, as right. yet, okay. Now, yep. I sense that once the teams start arriving and donning their colours, walking the streets, for example, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, as I said, to just to shake off that jet lag um, into into San Diego, they were out and about this morning at the local cafes, and I. And when, you know, a collective group of, uh, of squad members the size of the bunnies start rolling in, questions are asked about what's going on. And I think that's, that's where it'll start to, to drip feed into the community. Um, the, I will say this, guys. I haven't even seen a random South fan uh, oh, as, wow. as yet. However, at, at Disneyland, the only jersey or NRL colours I saw were the Warriors. And so mm. I decided to... Uh, I just threw out an up the was as I walked past <laughs> this gentleman. And, uh, Reaction? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, straight away, he was all over me. Anyway, he was a... He, was an, he, was, he wasn't a Kiwi. He was an Aussie who lived in Sydney but was just wearing his Warriors jersey at Disneyland. Mm. And, um, so, and so there you go. That's just another example of just how far the Warriors have come. Yeah. So if you think that, you know, getting out and about might make a little bit of an impact and sort of have people ask questions, maybe maybe they, that should be part of the promotion um, leading into the games. Like just, just have the boys in their, in their, their gear, not necessarily their jerseys, their colours, but all yeah. colours, just wandering up and down the strip in Vegas, and people will start to go, yep. "Hey, who are these guys? What's happening?" <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, all good. Um, so, when will you actually hit Vegas? How long are you going to base yourself in San Diego before you get to Vegas? 
Well, an- another week here, guys. Another oh, really? Week, uh, with South. Yep, yep. Um, and and let's. Well, I think a lot of fans and listeners, I think they need to understand how serious the coaching staff and the playing group are treating this. It, it, it's very much viewed as a historic occasion and something completely unique, exciting. But in the back of everyone's mind, there's this feeling of it, 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 it's a promotion for the game and somewhat of an exhibition. Well, I can't, I can say it's nothing further from the truth as far as the, the, the um, intensity and anticipation from the coaching staff to ensure that all four teams get off to a winning start for round one. Mm. And so when, when you ask how long I'm here for, Brandy, it is a week-long preparation for South Sydney, of which they're treating... They want to go out and win this thing. It's not an exhibition to showcase. Yes, it is to showcase rugby league, but for them, it's about to get home with two points. Yep. And so I'm really interested to see, um, for a football side, guys, that many are claiming can win this premiership. I want to see what they look like. I want to see how they train and what, how dialed are they in? How dialed in are they to, mm. to come home with the two points in round one uh, and make sure that it's not, you know, just all, 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 all balloons and streamers and that this is the start of their premiership tilt here in Las Vegas. I'll tell you what's good, and, and you know, so Russell Crowe's done that, um, you know, explainer video, five minutes talking about rules of rugby. It's very good. Putting it in an American context and downs and tackles as opposed to downs and things like that. But he's also tweeted, to, just having his support, just a, just a tweet by Russell, and I'll work out how many followers he has this morning on X, not what, formerly known as Twitter, March 2nd in Las Vegas, NRL, National Rugby League, two games live, Allegiant Stadium, and then he's put in the explain a video via his site. So he's linked the NRL thing. Now, he has 2.9 million followers. They would be all around the world. But to his American followers, rugby, you can't buy that sort of um, publicity that Russell is driving, um, David. That, that We just need a few more Russell Crows, don't we? Where's Hugh Jackman? Where, when's he going to hop on the bus? When's he going to promote its sport? Yep. The, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, well, there's no coincidence, guys, that South Sydney were chosen for a reason, and, and that is Russell Crowe. Like, the, 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 the four teams chosen bring bring glitz and glamour with them. And and that is, to your point, Hugh Jackman with Manly. Um, Lachlan Murdoch uh, is a part owner of the Brisbane Broncos and, and so much firepower as far as TV coverage here in the US with Fox Sports, coverage of which will go live uh, on the number one Fox channel in the US. It's unheard of. Mm. Um, and so that is, a, you know, Russell supports absolutely paramount yep. Yep. to to what we're trying to achieve here, and that is to try and break down the barrier of what is rugby league, what is the NRL in America. Uh, David, something that we, uh, we we've raised um, since coming back on air last week about the Fox coverage of it. Now, we're, they're on Fox Sports One, the big channel in America for the for the two games for the double header. Um, do you know anything about any further games and, and do we get a regular spot on Fox Sports 1 for a game a week, two games a week? What, what What's the news around that? Well, Brandy, that's the end goal. That's the absolute end goal for, for Rugby League to sit on that, that main Fox channel. Uh, currently, uh, or previous seasons, Rugby League has sat on effectively what is the soccer channel on, on, on Fox. 
And this is this is part of, as I said, trying to break down the wall and, and expose the Americans to a sport um, that, that that they can grow to enjoy mm. and and to, to understand to, to have enough TV viewers to, to to gain traction on that number one channel. Certainly, the, the doublehead will be on the number one channel, and it'll be obviously TV ratings will will determine the path going forward, Brandy, on whether it can survive on that number one channel. Look, this is a five-year deal. Yep. So I think at the very least for the next five years, the double, the opening round is going to be on that main channel. Uh, just some feedback to your segment uh, there. Uh, someone wanting to say, can you look up the translation of San Diego? David, we'll leave that with you. That's some homework. Can someone play the National Lampoon music yep. as the nudist describes his trip? Um, that would be good. The... So we could have holiday road. Mm. Yes, yes. So that's an amazing trip. Yeah. How many photos and food? Where mm. was the food? How's your diet? How's your weight going, David? All right. Yeah. Look. I, I, no. Look. I've got to say, I got some work to do. Uh, luckily, there's a gym downstairs <laughs> in the hotel. Oh, we all do. <laughs> got um, some work to do. Hey guys. <laughs> yep. There's, there's, there is a mate. There is something special here in America called In and Out Burger. Now, oh my goodness, it is. It's a treat. Uh, I mean, is it a chain In and Out Burger? Things. Yep, it's a chain, mm. and it's it's only in a, it's only in California, and it's 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 almost like you're walking onto a movie set. The way they treat, they welcome you as you walk in the door. People who have been there before will know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. It's good yeah, fun. Yeah. In and Out Burger. Jeez, I gave that a run for its money. Yeah, <laughs> nice. nice plug. Okay, back. Nice plug. David, great to talk. Uh, enjoy San Diego, and um, we'll, we'll talk again. Hey, thank you, boys. Go well. Good to have he's, you back on, mate. He's back, and we're going well. He's got a bit of work to do, he said. Quote, uh, this is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Together, Hemi Goodman from Sportsbet in just a moment. He's going to hone in on some cricket markets, so stay with us on the Home of Sport in Sydney. SEN 11.70 AM. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. On the line, Hammy Goodman from Sportsbet. Hammy, good morning, mate. Morning to you both, boys. Uh, I just wanted to rewind probably about 20 minutes uh, ago on the show. I think I heard Vossi saying that he might be on a flight leaving next Tuesday at about 11 AM. Is, is that correct? I am Tuesday, 11.30 to be exact. Hemi, 11.30 a.m. 11, 11, well, mine's 11.10, so you might have dodged me, Vossi, but uh, maybe maybe I'll bump into you at the airport. Well, well yours is going via... On the um, Vegas bus. Where, where are you going? Three, you, you go via China, don't you? Mainland China, is that it? Or? Yeah, then it's a short walk across the other terminal and then uh, hail a cab from there, I think it's the plan for me, but um, that's, that's, that's not how you're going about it? No, we're direct... Direct Sydney, Vegas, um, and giddy up, giddy up. Hammy, Hammy, Hammy you didn't get on the uh, the special plane. No, no, I think there was, probably would have been plenty of people on there who specifically requested I was not on that plane. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, making my own arrangements, but uh, I'll still be there hopefully in some shape or form. Okay, well, it's great. Well, we've still got cricket on. I know the footy season, the league season, the AFL is getting underway at some stage. Is it? When when does the AFL? When do they play their they don't play a pre-season uh, competition anymore, do they? They just have a couple of trials and that's it. Off they go. Yeah, they got they got some warm up games and they're they're kind of uh, sort of ten a.m. eleven a.m. kickoffs. I think we've got a couple going today as well. But uh, yeah, the season proper for them, I think, starts uh, the Thursday after Vegas. 
um, in Sydney. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the cricket is yep. still on, and we're over there in Wellington, yep. and uh, I think it's going to be a good series. Uh, the Black Caps are terrific competition. They, they are, Brandy. We should play them a lot more in all forms of cricket, I reckon. Uh, we're at the Cakes Gin today. Australia dollar fifty favourites. The Black Caps two sixty. These smaller grounds, though, over there, Brandy, I think they're going to suit uh, Australia's big hitters. Uh, pound for pound, I think we've got the Kiwis covered in the six-hitting department. So Australia to hit the most sixes at $1.52 has leapt out at me in this game. Uh, top run scorer markets, Dave Warner. He's the best-backed Aussie at $4.20. He's in some pretty good form against the West Indies. And the top Kiwi run scorer, Ratchan Ravindra. Uh, he's been in good form lately at $5.50. He's the most popular Kiwi. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a great young player, isn't he? And came to uh, prominence in the World Cup. Uh, any other cricket today? Have you you got something special? Uh, I've gone around the globe, a global search for, for about four years, um, Brandon. I think I've found one. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, transcontinental derby, uh, Nepal versus Namibia, the one day yeah. up over yeah. there in today. Nepal. Now, yeah. Namibia, dollar seventy two. Um, uh, sorry, Nepal, dollar seventy two. Namibia, two dollars ten. But Namibia, they've been in great short form form uh, of late. Brandy, they've won eight T20s on the trot. They also hammered Nepal last week in a one day by four wickets with fifteen overs to spare. Very hard to look past Namibia at two dollars ten. Where did you get the price from? That, well, who put the price up? Sounds like you're bagging your own. You know, who's it? Sean Omerod just had a shocker, hasn't done his homework here on this market. How, how did he so, make but, Nepal favourite if if Nambia of Beaten them yeah. only a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look. I mean, the, the buck has got to stop somewhere. And I'm happy to leave it at the foot of uh, Sean Ormerod. Um, yeah. But I just think I've found a little bit of value there potentially today. Uh, I like $2. it. Two dollars ten. Good stuff. Media, but uh, we'll wait and see. Two forty-five Australian Eastern Standard Time today. Always entertaining. Hemi Goodman flying to Vegas via China Airlines. Uh, thanks for your company today, and uh, have a great Wednesday. Thanks, Hemi. Thanks, boys. Chat tomorrow. Good day. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matters, shaping and building Australia together. Some of the sports stories this morning. Peter Volandis uh, will extend his time as the chair of the ARLC. Uh, and Jared Warrior Hargreaves, Vossi, has c- called time on his career, he said, this will do me. I'll finish up at the end of the season. But he will play in England. Yes, yeah. Not time altogether. Mm. Uh, well, I guess he'll probably have to wait until the end of the season. But they are talking about uh, heading off to Hull. Now, two-thirds of the MCG turf will need to be relayed following Taylor Swift's uh, shows with just under four weeks until the first AFL game of the season. More with Jared Waitley after 8 o'clock. And then we'll probably have to follow the story because, of course, Stadium has four mm-hmm. Taylor Swift show, so we'll have to see what uh, what plans they have there. Uh, I've wrestled control of the uh, football desk off you, Andrew, and it's uh, Man City and Brentford nil all, 48 minutes into that game. So one EPL game happening today. Uh, and Australia's Tour of New Zealand officially gets underway later today with the first match in the three-game T20 series in Wellington. How good is SEN? SEN is your official radio broadcaster of Australia's Tour of NZ with full coverage from 5pm today. Uh, and then there's another game on Friday. So, home of sport right here. Home of Australia v New Zealand 
absolutely fantastic. Uh, breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Back in a moment with Wednesday's seven tackle set, tackling some of the big sports issues of the week right here on this home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Welcome back to SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. A high chance of showers again today with a top of 27 across the city and the west. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers being a Wednesday. It's Wednesday, is it? Uh, it's time yes. for this. On Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, Wednesday's Seven Tackle Set. Uh, Vossi, this is where we debate some of the hot topics of the week. We'll throw a topic at one another. 30 seconds to answer. You can buy in on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 uh, I will say to you, Andrew, um, NRL tries, trials, are they a fair indicator of how your team will perform this season? Uh, history will tell us No. History will tell us no. I mean, we've seen remarkable turnarounds. However, the saying necessary evil is there. Um, I, I think you've got to have them. And the thing I look out for is uh, defence. If, if a team leaks a lot of points, then I am concerned. So I'm watching defence more than attack. And trials, are they a fair indicator? No, but there are facets of play that probably are. So I'm a bit on the fence, Brandy. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I like that. No, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't think you can jump to a conclusion. But I, I, mm. I don't mind what you said about the defence uh, because the strength of the teams has been, in some, vastly different. We've had kids, mm. the Cowboys and the, and the Broncos. You know, the, the Cowboys had 13 players that have never played first grade up against the, the travelling Vegas team, basically. Uh, so it's hard to get a, a, a gauge. I, I, I look for the individuals, like I, especially young players. If young players can, sh- can shine against a more experienced lineup, I'm thinking that's a good sign. Fair observation as well. So we're in uh, sort of agreement there. Now, I'll throw one at you. With every field goal to now be checked in the same way as NRL tries, is the bunker becoming too involved in officiating? Well, it, oh, it's, a, it, it's, it's one of those questions that you've. And I've always said, well, if if the bunker can prove something isn't right, well, let's prove it isn't right. But there's there's got to be there's got to be a limit to how often the bunker gets involved in a game. And I think bringing it in to check every and you will have to check every field goal, any field goal that goes over that scores a point. Generally, a field goal is to win the game. We will be checking, and I think it takes away the spontaneity of a victory. You've gone over 30 seconds. I'm saying opening up a can of whoop-ass is my observation to that. Here we go. The rule tweak involving line dropouts and kickoffs this season is a good move. Oh, look, I think this one, somewhere along the line, the smart coach is going to exploit it to some other degree. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan. I need to sit back and watch the impact of it. We only saw it fleetingly last week in first week of preseason challenge. We didn't really see it from kickoffs. We saw it from line dropouts, but they were doing short line dropouts before this year anyway. Um, I'm probably more the penalty. At the moment, I'm sitting more. No, you get a kick wrong, it should be a penalty, not to play the ball. Mm. There you go. Yeah, but you you get to go and play the ball back again anyway if you make a mistake. Oh, hang on. No, go back and play it. Yeah. Uh, so I think in terms of concussion, the kickoff is, the I think, the most dangerous part of the game in terms of, you know, if we can eliminate something where there is a huge collision, that's the kickoff. Yeah. Not necessarily the line dropout, because as you said, we had started going short anyway. I didn't see any short kickoffs over the weekend. Mm, I can, no. If I saw a, a couple, but yeah. 
I don't know if there will be a spate of short, short kickoffs, so I don't know if it'll work. Okay, throw this one at you. When it comes to NRL coach press conferences, honesty is the best policy. We ran an Adam O'Brien grab last week where he sort of said, no, didn't talk about winning the competition. What's your thoughts? Well, he sort of said we, we mightn't be ready this year. Um, you know, if it's next year, well, you know, so be it. Uh, I, I guess there's honesty to a certain degree. Um, you don't want to be... I, if I was a coach, I'd never want to be critical of my team uh, in public. I'd, I wouldn't want to get into the, the sheds after the game and, and pan my side. Just give them a bait publicly. Yeah, I wouldn't O'Brien do that. Paid the price for that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Career, remember, he said we've got some entitled players. Paid the price. Yep. Okay. There would be more interest in the All-Stars if it was in the schedule at a different time of the year. Oh, gee, I just don't think there is a slot. Uh, some people have said, look, can you have All-Stars, you know, if you had a two-week run up to the grand final at the All-Stars game, I don't think there is a slot. But I'd, I'll stand by what I said earlier in the week, that he's now a little lost because there, I think there is greater interest in the trial matches of the club sites, the pre-season challenge, than there is the All-Stars, whereas All-Stars used to stand alone. Now it doesn't. So the league need to look at that if they want to keep it special. Mm. We are struggling to fit things into the calendar yeah. because it's so, it's so big. The calendar's yeah. so big and so long. Uh, Live Golf will eventually take over from PGA Tour events as the most popular type of golf to consume. Mm. Want to throw that one in? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's a worthy question because I, I, and we've spoken a lot about Live Golf and the PGA Tour, the US PGA Tour on the show, Andrew. Is John Rahm the tipping point? And I spoke to a number of golfers over the summer that said, I don't watch the US PGA anymore because they haven't got the best. It's not mm. the best playing the best. It is a split competition. Uh, will will Liv take over? I don't think so. I don't think it takes over. I don't think fifty-four whole golf tournaments take over. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay the tradition, and I'm going to say seventy-two whole tournaments as the way of the future. Whatever happens down the track. Yep, I'm a traditionalist like you. The Taylor Swift phenomenon is uh, <laughs> of this generation is bigger than the Beatles of our generation. Well, I was not our generation. I wasn't around when the Beatles first came on the scene. No, I'll write this question. But um, from what I see, I mean, it was pandemonium when the Beatles arrived and all the screaming and all the rest. But I can't imagine anything bigger than this. Taylor Swift, show after show in Melbourne, huge, four shows in Sydney, massive. Um, she's a big deal. <laughs> she's a big deal, Taylor Swift. Except I've only named one song. Isn't that amazing? I've got to name lots of Beatles songs. I've got to name one Taylor Swift song, shake it off. Karma. Set of seven. Mm. Well done. Set of seven. There you go. Well done. Uh, It is 12 minutes to eight here on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on a day where SEN will have the cricket from five o'clock this afternoon. Australia, New Zealand, T20. Keep it on your radio as you're on your way home or listen on the app. Uh, By the way, if you'd like to have your say in any of the set of seven tackle set questions, phone in now, 1300 01170. Give us a buzz and share your view. Um, now, you've heard us talk about Australian drag racing on SEN recently. This is a throwback for me. We gave away tickets to their last Sydney event. The next event is on in Perth from March 2 and 3 in the Top Fuel Battle. So if you're listening on the SEN app in Perth, you can get your tickets now. For those who aren't too familiar with drag racing, we've got Andy Lopez, the National Drag Racing Director, on the line. And in and, and my early days at Wide World of Sports in 9, I was... The drag racing reporter. 
mate. I, I went there. I was standing at the Christmas tree, and then I was down at the deep end interviewing Jim Reed and others back in the day. Bluey Howard on the bikes, top fuel bikes. Andy Lopez, welcome to the program. Good morning, guys. Great to be here. Thank you. I still got this image of Jim Reed, the great uh, top fueler. He, he would do the run, and he'd get out, and he'd stand on his uh, vehicle and light up a cigarette. That was... Um, <laughs> Different, Jim Reed with the big moustache. Yeah, yeah, he was very, yeah. very good. He is, he is, he is a massive character, Jim Reed, and 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 even today. So Reed Racing is still involved in um, you know, one of the main teams in the in the Top Fuel Championship. Um, yeah, it's great hearing you refer back to those days. I reckon that's maybe back in the nineties, Bossy. Yeah, late nineties, um, late nineties, it was. Yeah, late nineties, absolute halcyon days of drag racing, and um, it's really making a charge back into the national motorsport consciousness um, in the last couple of years. You know, we talk about you know you're talking about the top fuel. Um, for those who you know you've seen it, I again love hearing you talk about being at the Christmas tree. When you get out on the start line or anywhere close to these cars when they start up, they're eleven thousand horsepower now. Oh, and they yeah. get to, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, you know, it's, it, I think it measures something like three point six on the Richter scale when they kick off, um, and they hit five hundred k's an hour over oh, four hundred meters. Five hundred meters, the quarter mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take off. Um, <laughs> I learnt the expression, wow. and, and people say, what are they doing on the Christmas tree? No, the Christmas tree is the lights. So bang, you're waiting for the green light. That's the Christmas yeah. tree that's right there. And I learnt the expression, smoke the bags. Until you go to drag racing, <laughs> Brady, you don't understand what they're talking about. No. But uh, the smoking of the bags is something special. Like, And, and I reckon oh, I was absolutely. still cleaning my nose and ear out three days later, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you, there's one thing about being at drag racing. You know, again, if you're up close, you certainly know you've been there. And um, yes. you know, again, standing standing near those top fuelers when they start, we say your your life changes forever. It actually affects you at a DNA level. Um, it's quite. It's such a big thing. The the you know, we've got this event coming up in second and third of March in Perth. So for your for your WA listeners, um, it's the Western Nationals, Mac Track Western Nationals, fantastic events. One of the biggest ones on the Aussie drag racing calendar. We'll have twenty thousand there over the over the two days. So you can grab your ticket through NDRC.tv, or if you're just interested in watching around around Australia, you can see us on Seven Plus. We broadcast live and free every round. Um, and, you know, coming up in Sydney as well, mm. not for a couple of months, but we've got the um, the biggest drag racing event in Sydney, the Gulf Western Nitro Champs, are on the first weekend of May. And, again, you can keep your eyes out for tickets there. Is that that's at Eastern we'll Creek, Andy? That's exactly right. Made out Sydney Dragway just next to um, next to the traditional Eastern Creek Motorsport Precinct. Um, yep. Again, we'll be around 20,000 people through there. This is going to be the biggest drag racing event in probably 30 years. We've got... Eight top fuelers, and we're also bringing the Nitro Funny Cars together on the same bill at Sydney. And I think there's something like 45 passes of Nitro 11,000 horsepower cars over the over go. the two days. So that'll that'll be enough to shake your teeth out. Yes, that's right. You actually the rumble, mate. More than happy to talk about it during <laughs> the year. Um, I don't think too many yeah. tuned in knew that I had a background in drag racing, but I loved it. Loved going along to it, Andy. So thank you for coming on the program today and uh, and good luck with the event in Perth. No, thanks very much, guys. We'll get you back out there, Vossi. Good, okay. good on you, Andy, yes. Good as done. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Vossi Oki in just a moment. Stay with us on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM.
Oh, it's good. This Wednesday's good. The cricket we're excited about. SEN coverage this afternoon from 5 o'clock. The first of the T20s, Australia and New Zealand. Look at, what about this mail, uh, Brandy, from Matt the Panther. He says, VB, great to have you both back. I just drove past the Olympic Stadium in Sydney and there's about 200 Swifties camped at the merch tent. Ooh. When he says camp, does he mean like sleeping Tents? out or what? Well, they're, what they're, sta- they're waiting Today's for Wednesday. the merch tent to open before Friday so they can be the first to get the gear. Nothing else to do? Yeah, well, they're, they're just a couple of RDOs, so they've, they've camped out. Wow. Okay. I, it, it is it, – there's been nothing like it in between the Beatles and – or has there been? There's uh, or, or we just can't remember. Wow. Like, because the Beatles, the Beatles finished in, what, 60, 71, 70? Well, I, like I that was Sharky T's made a really strong point, and I dip my hat to him. He says, morning men, put it this way, in 50 years' time – they won't be listening to Taylor Swift. I reckon he's right. I, I reckon, see, we're still listening to the Beatles. Mm. But I'm going to throw this at you, uh, Sharky T, the depth. <laughs> There's more depth now, depth of talent in the music world and music acts. So Taylor Swift is one of, you know, thousands of acts now where the Beatles weren't necessarily with all the different mediums that we can listen to music now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you put out a song, you can get heard, Spotify and everything, so... But I think you're right. Beatles songs will still be played. Taylor Swift won't. There's a prediction going to the early crows. Swift songs well, I, we're, we're saying from our era. Like, I, I never heard the Beatles <laughs> live. Like, no, I, I wasn't. Right. <laughs> we'll have a clue. No. no. But still, I, we listen to Beatles music. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and what Sharky T saying in 50 years' I time. I think he might be, be right, too. You know, uh, I'm going to be playing that. Uh, please, no story. more Taylor Swift, says Cameron. No, really. oh, well, not everyone's well, on board. Not everyone's on board. No. Uh, and uh, this one, uh, boys, sorry if you've talked through this, but what the hell is downtown? Uh, I'd appreciate some Macklemore playing in the background, please, said Port Adelaide Dragon. So he wants his own little theme going while we, uh, while we chat about the topic that he, he wants discussed. Well, is, is downtown, I'm going to pop some down. Is that downtown? No. No, that's not downtown, Dan's confirmed. Dan, just confirming that, you can speak. That is uh, Thrift Shop. Thrift, thrift shop. shop. Oh, thrift right, shop. okay. Sorry, our name of music. Right. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, in light of the controversy that we have now had through Vossioki, uh, Beatles or Taylor Swift tomorrow for Vossioki? Text line now, 0457736736. Thumbs up if you want Beatles played tomorrow. Thumbs down if you want Taylor Swift. Well, that's a bit weighted, isn't it? Thumbs down if you want Taylor Swift. Thumbs up if you want the Beatles mm. on Vossioki tomorrow. Now, big story out of um, the Super League. We've been telling you about the argy-bargy around the send-offs and the sin-bins. Um, four and send-offs? Now the charges. So four send-offs. They had only four send-offs in all of last year. They had four in the first round. Yep. They had nine players sin-binned. They've had 16 players charged from round one. It's a crackdown. Uh, Matthew Shaw, reporter over there. I think we've had Matthew on our program before. Um, know him well out of Halifax. He says his reporting um, in the last little bit. Players are discussing the possibility of strike action following the controversial start to the season. Alex Wormsley, the, the front rower, he texted overnight, it is time, or tweeted overnight, it's time for the players to have more say in how the game is played. They don't feel as if they have a voice, the players, that mm. all this has happened without their um, agreements. And, and look, the start has been, will it settle down? I would say, Brandy, from NRL experience, things do settle down. Would you would you say that's right? Like we've had some pretty well, savage hope... crackdowns, and it's it's dramatic 
for a week or two, and then it then it smooths. You can move on. Okay, strike would be last resort, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think we'll see them strike. Uh, but what does happen for the World Club Challenge, which is on this Saturday, Andrew? Like, what what happens if a Ooh, you know Penrith well, player gets sent off? Where, yeah, does, where does that leave the Penrith player in terms of the NRL? I, I guess whatever would they hand a suspension out in England, and then it would transfer to the NRL. How would that work? Have to. Would have to. Mm. Would Would Ivan Cleary surely he'd seek a meeting with a referee? I think uh, they find have. Out how the game is going to be? They have. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They've They've sort of meeting with the league to talk about exactly what you know. Have they flown into a crackdown? And that obvious. After what's happened on the weekend, they have. They've, they've landed in the middle of a, a, a crackdown in the English Super League. Well, Penrith need to probably go back and watch the Magic Round crackdown because that's the sort of head contact that we're talking about. So, you know, you could, you could find yourself in the sin bin mm. for a very, what you'd call a light offence. That could be some drama in the Super League. It just keeps on delivering, Rugby League. Keeps on delivering like the city of Sydney keeps on delivering. Um, which is why I'm sort of poking the bear now. Jared Waitley, who's <laughs> getting ready for his program in Melbourne. Sydney keeps delivering um, th- those warm-up concerts down in Melbourne for Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's now primed and ready for Sydney. Jared, thanks for doing that, mate. We really appreciate it. Vossi, Brandy, hello. Yeah, good luck matching the grandeur of the MCG. Um, and I will say is uh, the, the camping out in front of the merchandise stand, I do have a little bit of knowledge on this with, with two daughters. We, we had to go a bit beforehand to make sure we, we got our gear. So that is, okay. that's part of it is on the night, it's almost impractical to get your merchandise. Jared, did so you, you take need a, a plan. Did you take a couple of days off uh, RDOs and camp out? Like, did you <laughs> We didn't quite do tent? that. But we definitely uh, we had a middle-of-the-day excursion out there once it had opened, and oh. you had to commit a couple of hours to it. Good advice, Jared. Good. Now, you did a piece on your own program. So you're not all sport on your show as well. You spoke about the, the magnitude of the event. Taylor Swift, put it in your words. Relay it here to our Sydney audience. Yeah, so I've been going to the MCG my whole life. I consider myself extremely lucky on that front, and I've experienced everything, the, the greatest cricket, the best of footy, world events. I've never felt the stands shake the way that they did in the first 10 minutes of the Taylor Swift concert. I've never been part of a crowd that's reaction was quite so intense and ear-splitting as what happened when she first appeared. Uh, and even just talking to the officials at the MCG, they t- checked with the structural engineers to make sure that the rocking of the stance for 12 minutes wasn't going to lead to something a little bit unnerving. So uh, it was a spectacular event. And I've got a couple of girls and have never considered myself more lucky to be a girl dad than over the past week to have fully experienced it. Mm. Uh, now, what it did do was uh, was dig up the turf of the MCG. Yeah. So... Um, uh, they're, they're pretty good at repairing things in those big stadiums quickly, aren't they? It, it'll be up and running. It'll be good for the for the start of everything, won't it? Yeah, it'll certainly be relayed by the start of the, the AFL season. So it's a short turnaround. You're, you're talking days, not weeks. Um, and it is the largest turf replacement that the ground has ever undertaken. Um, they grow the turf out at the farm and then... Um, truck it in and lay it from there. As last season, we were coming off the Ed Sheeran concerts and round one, it was uh, a little unsightly and didn't play as well as we expect the MCG to. And I suspect that's probably the reality for round one as well. But 
Um, what we just experienced is the MCG is more than just a sporting field and has always been thus. And if the price is that the the turf is not quite as pure for the start of the football as it might have been, then it will have been worth it. Um, the phenomenon that gripped the town and that you're about to experience in Sydney, it will have been worth it to compromise a little bit of footy at the start of a long season. Yeah, yeah. Four, four nights in a row. It, I might need a, a full re-turf out of yeah. the core stadium too. Uh, Jared, uh, one of our listeners, Phil, says, is it, are there any rule changes we need to be aware of in the AFL this year? Any tweaks? Not- yeah, they're sort of more, yes, they, they're tweaks um, rather than changes. And a lot of it does relate to the dangerous tackle and the the adjustments that every contact sport around the world is making in regard to concussion. So last year we had a spate of dangerous tackles and then we had the very unusual uh, smothering incident, which you'll recall, the mm. Maynard Brayshaw incident, which Rugby League already captures in its rules and you're a great example to us. So the adjustment has been attempted there that, if a player is to leave the ground, turn his shoulder and make contact with the kicker on the way down, he, he would now face a suspension, which brings us into line with a pretty nimble rule that you've had for some time. So nothing dramatic, but uh, very much geared around uh, how to uh, make play, how to increase the duty of care. All right, Jared, do you get around? You had that amazing Vegas trip and you ran us through your trip to the Grand Canyon, to the Sphere, to the Live Golf, to the Ice Hockey, to the Copperfield Magic Show. I mean, you've done it all. And now, <laughs> um, while Brandy is uh, marooned in Sydney, I get to go to Vegas. Poor old Brandy's sitting back. <laughs> You're off to New Zealand. The, um, the You will do the first test next yeah, week. I'll... We've got the T20s on today from, from 5 o'clock here. But you'll be off at the test next I'll week. I'll sneak, sneak the Wellington test in before um, footy obligations start. So it's sold out. It was sold out a couple of months ago, which I think, and what happens this afternoon is the Chapel Hadley Trophy just isn't contested the way that it should be. There's such a rich history of rivalry, obviously, between Australia and New Zealand across multiple sports. And cricket for a time was at the front of that. And then it, it, it's just left dormant, I think, too often. You have to find a one-week window, which I concede is not always possible, but it's the quickest trip that there is. And then you play three games, of which this time they're going to be T20s in a, in a World Cup year. And I think you've heard sort of through David Warner's starting point is that that rivalry is rich and deep mm-hmm. and probably should be explored more than it is. And even the fact that Test Series is only two rather than three is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. New Zealand, for a long time, haven't stacked up against Australia in cricket. Despite uh, this really successful period for them, they would dearly love to reverse that. I, I think Australia will be fully braced for what's coming, having lost the last Test match against the West Indies, but they would want to be. I think they will hit a really determined New Zealand side playing not just for themselves, but for the recent history of New Zealand cricket. Gee, I could think of worse things to do. Go and spend a week in Wellington and yeah, uh, and yeah. watch the cricket. Jared, you, you, do, you do it tough. Um, <laughs> Joel Smith, uh, the AFL player, accused... Well, they've upgraded things, haven't they? They've yeah. gone from um, you know using to trafficking. So this is dramatic, uh, dramatically escalated as the investigation of Sports Integrity Australia deepened. And what was originally a positive in-competition test for cocaine at the end of last season's Home and Away has now extended to charges relating to possession and trafficking of cocaine in September the previous year. And the nub of the allegation, as the Herald Sun dictates, is that 
It's text messages on Smith's phone offering quantities of cocaine to teammates and that SIA having seized Smith's phone and, and dug deep uh, believe that warrants, warrants the charges of trafficking or attempted trafficking and possession from a previous time. So at the start of this, there was sort of cockeyed optimism around maybe a three-month ban for Smith uh, uh, with cocaine being that unusual in-competition drug. And if you can prove it wasn't performance enhancing, but this is this is much wider now. And the implications, not only for the player, but for Melbourne on a cultural front are, are profound. Uh, and it, it's going to be so interesting to see how that lands over the next 72 hours. Yeah, just from the outside, Jared, and looking in and reading bits and pieces over the last couple of years, since Melbourne have won, since they won the competition, just reading about those sort of issues without anyone, without names appearing, but Melbourne having that problem, an off-field problem, which has then affected what they do on the field. Yes. Is, yeah. that, is that correct? Am I sort I th- of... I think that's a reasonable summary. And then the depths of that is what's the, where the questions are, is the previous president was sort of unceremoniously blasted out of office. And the core of that were questions he was asking around the culture of the club and mm. what he might have been prepared to do. So that feels like he was an inconvenience and he was swiftly dealt with, but he hasn't gone away. So they've been they've been on a battle footing, I think, since they won their premiership. Mm. And probably the battle footing is never more urgent than today. And I will say that the one chance that they had in October, the chief executive declared what was happening at Melbourne as the best culture he'd seen at in a footy club in 40 years involvement in the game. So that's the bar that we would measure them against. And they are clearly well short of that. And then what does that look like? Because this is a team that's gone out in straight sets in the finals two years running. So the confluence of all of this makes them the most fascinating team of the season. And this almost ensures that this investigation will last a good chunk of the season. All right. Um, back to things of a positive nature in sport of a different sort of positive. Um, just just to reinforce, Jared, and, uh, and we as rugby league fans appreciate your support. You are absolutely on board with Vegas, aren't you? And I am. as it gets closer, everyone's talking about it up here. Like the the, the coverage it's getting is just enormous. Um, Russell Crowe was tweeted twice in the last you know twelve fourteen hours promoting. How good's that? Yeah, he's got two and a half million followers, and he's putting out clips of the NRL and the ads, and like that's fantastic support. Yeah, you, you know I love a bit of Melbourne Sydney banter, Vossi, but I can't I can't indulge in it here. I think this is a brilliant idea. I think it's so bold for the code. It's so bold for sport in the country, and it's worth it. Uh, and there'll be differing levels of what represents success. But in what you're telling me of the number of people who are going to take the pilgrimage and have one of the great football experiences of their lives, what traction can it get over in the US? I think it will look spectacular in that stadium when it's shown on telly, particularly if you've got 40,000 plus in there. And I just think it speaks, it's visionary. The AFL's tried a few times, New Zealand, a bit half-hearted, China, which didn't, which just felt sort of... um, odd and ended in COVID. The US has always been the most likely and the glittering lights of Vegas sort of suit the NRL rather perfectly. I hope it's a roaring success for the five years and inspires um, inspires others to follow. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't... I won't hear a bad word about it as long as everybody understands. My only 
concern, Vossi, is that the players understand they have a huge role in this and this is not yeah. to be mucked up. Yeah, I had a little I had a little mail. Okay. You tell me, Brandy, you tell me this is a good thing. I heard that Manly have been given, like, we get there, we acclimatise, you then have 24 hours to do whatever you like, <laughs> and then it's all focus on the game. It's almost, there's a curfew, you're, locked, you're in lockdown mm. to prepare for the game. That 24 hours, Brandy, you support that? That you just basically let them up, up to their own devices, or would you be instructing, no, we've got to do things organised as a team rather than giving them free licence. Oh, that's 24 hours. A lot can that's happen in 24 hours. Yeah. Like hangover. Yeah. That immediately springs to mind, doesn't it, the hangover? Yeah, just, it does. We're losing okay, player. We're, boys, we've got 24 hours to do whatever we can. Then yeah. we're going to get our footy heads on and, and concentrate. Could be dangerous. So that's what I've heard, Jared. So yeah, that's that, what I think want. that's a profoundly bad idea. Yeah, I think it is too. <laughs> Profoundly bad. Yeah. That's so the mail I'll give you a bit I of advice. If you watch Obliterate on the flight over, which was my mistake, um, that that would put the fear of God into your twenty four hours in Vegas. Okay. All right. And news here: uh, Peter Volandi set to uh, be appointed for another three years, a, 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 an extension of his tenure. But he has said to the Telegraph today he mightn't see out the term. I have suggested that as we get to the end of that three years, that we tie and bound and gag him in a room until he signs on for another three years. We're not letting him go. He's, 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 he's been the pretty good administrator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been rugby league's best weapon in many a year, I think. Mm, nicely put, best weapon. Jared, have a great show today. Great to chat, uh, hopefully mate. Hopefully a little bit of rugby league and Sydney infiltrates your program on a regular basis today throughout the three hours. I look forward to following your escapades in Vegas. Mm. You might Again. have a little more Vegas guy in you than I did. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's possible. Maybe that's a possible. touch. Still, still haven't <laughs> bought tickets for the Sphere. I haven't done anything yet in that regard. Um, I have noticed, so that's Jared Waitley there. The NRL have put out a post for those Australians who are listening now who are going over, lucky enough to go over. Thursday night, downtown Vegas, 6 o'clock, Brandy, there is an NRL fan experience where the, the teams are going to be presented to the crowd. This is right in the heart of Vegas. Uh, they are going to have music acts and special guest appearances. Wow. Could that be Crow? Could that be Jackman? Have we flushed out Jackman for that? Well, Will that be Norman? Will that be the Great White Shaft? Will that be Kylie Minogue? Who are we, who are we bringing out? Well, I don't know. Mystery Man sends in a text. He says, morning, boys. Tom and Eddie of Hello Sport fame are campaigning to dethrone Hugh Jackman as Manly's number one ticket holder. My question is, should you have to attend games to hold on to that, or is it just a matter of how famous you are. Surely you've got to get down to Brookie from time to time. They're on the push to uh, get rid of the the Wolverine. So what are you saying? We present Tom Keneally to the Americans in Vegas. Is, he, it, is, is that the next step, is it? Oh, is that, is that where you go back to? <laughs> it's a special guest appearance by Tom Keneally. Blow, blow that, whistle. that whistle ref. Yeah. Mm, probably not. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Get the, get the, uh, the Wolverine, the Wolverine and the Gladiator and... And Bring get Deadpool out there while you can. Bring up a few ringings as well. Mm. That chat with Jared Waitley, thanks to Mate. $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. Use promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet. Home of Sport, 1170 SEN AM in Sydney. Thanks for making the switch to Sydney's home of sport. SEN 1170 AM, a high chance of showers again today with a top of 27 across the city and the west. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers uh, the text about the thumbs up and the thumbs down 
it looks like we'll have a Beatles song tomorrow. Uh, not many thumbs down. Uh, I'll go to Juan the Eagle, who's probably at the top end of the, uh, the thumbs up. He says, seriously, Taylor Swift, I was just about to drive myself off the cliff when you just played it. Um, oh, that's on. to the extreme. Uh, now, now we are choosing between her and Beatles. No contest, to boys. Don't let me drive off the cliff tomorrow, please. Juan the Eagle, that's to the uh, that's to the extreme, isn't uh, it? Man, Manly's twenty four hours. Uh, Rob's got vision of uh, Turbo racing an Elvis impersonator down the strip. <laughs> 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 Flashback to the Corso. <laughs> Jake counting cards at the blackjack table. He'd be smart enough to do that. Uh, That's great stuff. The Dog of War says, I reckon it'll take a week to recover from a 24-hour free-for-all. And Andrew says, Jackman will be in Vegas. The players are having dinner with him as per the Seagulls website. So I haven't haven't gone to the Seagulls website. So he's going to be there, the uh, Um, man with the, the claws in his hand. Cost Tiger throws a different thing into our Taylor Swift Beatle argy-bargy. This morning, my 24-year-old daughter has never heard of the Beatles. In 50 years, she won't be listening to the Beatles. She'll be listening to Tay-Tay as a reminder of her youth. There you go. That's a good point, too. Yeah. And great areas from Jared. Uh, cockeyed optimism. Quality stuff. Yes, cockeyed optimism, an expression we haven't used on the program before, but Jared has opted for that this morning. We've got the news next. After the news, we want to get your thoughts on who keeps a lotto win if you split up with your partner after pocketing $1 million, that's a story that has surfaced One million pounds. One million pounds, Yeah, one million pounds. Correct. One million pounds. We've got that story for you out of the news. Thanks for making the switch to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy right here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making... Uh, tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. If you're just tuning in, make sure you cap- catch up on what you've missed, including Dave Riccio for his first report. He was live from the States. Jared Waitley joined us and plenty more. Just search for Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on Apple, Spotify, or whatever, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, now, the football desk is up and running, and it's Erling, Erling Haaland uh, has saved Manchester City. I tell you what, if they walked away with just a draw... Uh, they would have been a little bit of strife, but they've beaten Brentford 1-0. So Man City 1-0 over Brentford in the EPL this morning. All right. Um, there is a movement out there, people saying they miss Jay the Bookman. Uh, rest in peace, Jay, with joke of the day. He's still punching out there in the uh, social media world. His joke today, Brando, I just feel obliged to pass it on. He said, um, my best friend... Why don't we get Jay on to, to tell it? Well, no, no, no. no. We're not allowed. Um, <laughs> witness protection. Uh, my best friend in first and second class at school had 20 fingers and 20 toes. A bit weird, but you could always count on him. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Good call. We don't know what we're missing, going. do we? That's where... No, we don't. No. We don't. Now, now we need to get to this lotto story, folks. This is... An amazing story um, that uh, that you are not going to believe. It's out of the UK this morning involving a couple who split up after a lottery win. The story goes the man encouraged his girlfriend to buy a lotto scratch card over there in the UK. She wasn't keen, so he said he'd transfer her the money. A bit mm-hmm. weird. So she bought the lottery scratch card. They got home and scratched a one million pound lottery prize. One million pounds. Mm-hmm. 
Soon after, yes, thank you. Lock it in, Eddie. Soon after, she ended the relationship, and he's never seen her again. He's now fighting for half the money. She claims she deserves all the money because he never transferred her the payment for buying the ticket in the first place. So he was late, or he never, never, never transferred it. They split up. Finders keepers. She's got the cash. Where do you stand on this one, Brandy? Uh, has, uh, has the old mate got a case? Well, there's or a little... the, the lady got it well, 100% right? I, I don't know legally where he, where he stands. And, and mm. you know, we'll have to bring Lee into this one uh, at some mm, stage, maybe, maybe next maybe. week. Uh, yeah. But he did try to... Tra- now, this is... I'm just going on Ooh, what the story okay. says. So okay. he's tried to transfer the money in the shop. He said, I started the transfer. I held it up to show her. Uh, and you can see me doing this on the CCTV footage. Uh, the signal was so bad that at the time we were in the shop, it didn't go through. 40 minutes later, uh, I opened my app and it pinged as the completed uh, transfer had gone through. So I, I guess there's a little bit of an argument there. He's trying desperately to get half that money. I don't, I don't know if he does. Let's put some names on Bossy. it. So he's 39 and she's 37. They look a lovely couple. The photo of them, they look like they were well matched. And they, they, they were living at her parents. Yeah. Oh, yes. They were living at her parents' house, or he was staying at her parents' house. Uh, they'd only been going out for three months. I don't know where that sort of sits and where... I, I, I really don't know. I feel sorry for him, but I don't think he's getting any money. Like, if he, if he told her to buy it, well, he should be part of it. He was in the shop with her. I know she paid for it. Um, mm. Morally, I think she should turn over half the cash. Well, get, get this, if you want to add a little uh, extra strand of the story. <laughs> yes, uh, Those speaking on behalf of her have said, one million pounds has never brought so much misery. It's ruined the last three months for her and her family. Oh, please. Oh, I, reckon, oh. I reckon he's in worse shape. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, please. please. She's the, sitting the, on the two one... million bucks and, and it's yeah. ruined her for the last three months. <laughs> oh, poor dear. <laughs> now, uh, I, I, yes. I think for that for that comment alone that she needs to hand half over right now. Mm. But she won't. Did you, did you do the duck pancake element of this story? Uh, no, I didn't. No. no that's, that's, uh, I was just reading a little more detail. So when they actually went out to get the ticket, at the time Michael was living at Charlotte's house, as you mentioned, and they went to their local uh, Chinese to buy some duck pancakes for dinner. He then claims he suggested they pop to uh, the shop next door to buy a couple of uh, scratch cards. So they're on their way to buy duck pancakes. Mm. That's a very important detail to the story. Okay, so the Lottery Chief's Camelot, who launched the investigation, uh, including viewing the CCTV footage from the shop, had indicated that to Michael that the £1 million would be split. Shock horror, uh, Camelot are no longer the lottery chiefs. There's new owners, Alwyn. Oh, wow. Uh, and Alwyn, complicated now. Alwyn have said uh, Charlotte, who controls the cash, is the rightful claimant. So they are now the bosses. And uh, old mate Michael's, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's struggling. Yeah, but she's living in misery. So you know, <laughs> no, no, they're about even. You know, she's got misery yep. and a million. Uh, uh, we would like you to get involved in this conversation. Should she split half the money, yes or no? Text us now, 0457-736-736. What do you think about that? That's an amazing story. And, and would it bring you misery if you won that 100, or that 1 million pounds? You know, just imagine it, how terrible it would be. Mm. How terrible it would be.
Got some pest wanting half of it, but I'm just brushing him. Um, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Morning, Vossi, Brandy, read the lotto ticket. If they were living together when the lotto prize was won, I believe he will have a good chance of getting half the money, says Dasher of Matraville. I don't know whether Dasher's got any sort of... Uh, what? Yeah, in the law personally uh, well, on this. Yeah, sort of okay, so it sort of it, it says that I, d- I don't know whether he was living with Charlotte at her parents' house or whether it was just a sleepover. You know, it might have been slumber party, just one fancy night. Dress, fancy dress, fancy yeah, dress. Just the one night. I don't know about that. Bad luck, old mate. Six to go. Play on. Um, do you have the woman's number, Western Sydney Eagle? Think <laughs> phoning in, phone a friend. Yeah, mate. Yeah. She might be looking for someone. Uh, Hunter yeah. Cynic, uh, the SMS where the guy stated his 24-year-old daughter had not heard of the Beatles is a sad reflection of his parenting skills. Uh, that was the Coffs Tiger who said his 24-year-old daughter had never heard of the Beatles. Now, a couple of bits of uh, breaking news. Two men have been charged over the Super Bowl parade shooting. We're hearing that news this morning. Also, I don't know whether you saw this on the ABC Four Corners program. But uh, Woolworths CEO Brad Banducci will step down from the role in September. He's been under pressure after underwhelming performance on the ABC Four Corners program on Monday night where he did a walk-off, then he came back on, and it was absolute car wreck, his whole interview. So he's gone. Uh, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy here on SEN. Thanks for making the switch to SEN. 11.70am, the home of sport here in Sydney. A reminder, you can win weekly prizes and a major prize of an NRL grand final experience. Thanks to the brand of hot water that comes on steady, hot and strong. That's Ream, of course. Visit nrltipping.sen.com.au. Andrew, plenty of texts coming in off the back of the... Uh, the Lotto War. Yeah, Reptile, we can always count on you. G'day, Shaggers. They both sound like a couple of dead-set freckles. Should take the money off both of them and give it to me. Uh, that's probably the observation of many. Reptile, you speak on behalf of uh, a lot out there on hearing that story. Uh, Darren says uh, she wouldn't have bought the ticket if if he didn't offer to pay for it. Um, cough up, I say, says Darren. And he get the bunker involved. <laughs> yeah, well, he calls her a slapper, yeah. But uh, get the bunker well, involved to determine the Lotto split. Bunker. The, the bunker? Well, yeah. that could take a while. No, they use these, but yeah, you slapper. Um, if he was living with her, it wouldn't have got, he wouldn't have got any of the money anyway, so what's the difference? Ha ha, <laughs> says Daniel. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, v- morning, boys. Uh, maybe Nick Ashman uh, could come on and discuss the Scratchy Saga. Maybe you both head to 7-Eleven after this and get a Scratchy, as you two are definitely in a civil relationship. Oh, that's interesting. Brisbane Eel. Buy a ticket together. What's tonight? Wednesday? No, Wednesday Lotto rather than a scratch ticket? We can yeah. go on Lotto. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't... Uh, there's no scratchy worth a million bucks here in Australia, Surely is there? there's not a million dollar prize in a scratchy. I don't I think so. A hundred, hundred, would see, hundred yeah, tops. Zero. Hundred that's tops. Amazing prize. Imagine scratching that. Incredible prize. Um, just some advice too. Uh, so the merch tent is opening today to cope with demand for uh, Taylor Swift. Um, and we're texted here. I know this because my missus is heading out there today. Well, I'm glad so they're not sleeping there for two nights before it no. opens Friday. So it opens today. Okay, the so they're going to get in early. Charlie Goodsir will be there shortly getting his Taylor Swift merch. Cam has called in on the uh, open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Brandy? Cam, good morning, mate. Hey, guys. How are we going? Going good. 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 Awesome. I just want to talk some dragons. So if you heard Broxy on the run home the other day, is it more like Brooks Kepka with the way he teed off on the Dragons? Um, I think it's a bit harsh. 
Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I think they got smashed in the charity shield as well. And then they like stormed out the gates and like went on quite the run at the start of the season. Mm. I think there were some some good signs from them, to be honest. Um, like uh, Birdie looked right in the centres. Um, a few of the younger forwards looked quite good. So I'm not too sure why like these guys are getting a little bit um, uptight and angry just for a preseason game. He's just a bitter, angry man, perhaps. Um, Cam, I can only tell you, because I was at the Dragons yesterday uh, in part of my duties with Fox League, shooting for the fan, and I called them firsthand on Saturday night. I can see the Flanagan impact um, that's obviously be there. They will start the season fitter and stronger than they've been recently, and that's proven by the numbers, body weight, muscle mass, all those sorts of figures they've done. They've obviously trained very hard. Does it convert to wins? No, it doesn't. But as Brandy, you made the point earlier, mm. you've got to do these stepping stones. You've got to put things in place. You've got to, you've got to blow it up, blow the joint up and, yep. and go again. And that seems to be what Coach Flanagan has done. Yeah. I, I don't know how the, how the Dragons are going to go this year, um, but they'll be better placed than they were last year. Now, whether that, that equates to them getting off around the bottom, I don't, I don't know. Andrew, but uh, Cam, yeah, it, it's not all doom and gloom. Mm. Not all doom. Hang in there, Cam. Hang in there. You'd be uh, good. You know, it's one preseason challenge. What I will observe from last Saturday, and you said you watched the individuals, Brandy, yep. the preseason challenge. Tyrell Sloan, in the 40 or so minutes he played, they need greater consistency. It was well, all over the place. He was. All he, over the place. He was, wasn't he? There was, some, there was yeah. some poor passes. There was a drop ball. You can't afford to make... The, the amount of errors that he made in one, that's right, in 40 yeah. minutes. Uh, it, just, it just can't happen. In one run, it was better than you'd ever see from Dylan Edwards, yet the performance was so Dylan Edwards-unlike, if I can put it in as a comparison with the Panthers fullback, because the Panthers fullback is so reliable, so consistent, yep. always there. Mm. And Tyrell Sloan has this moment of brilliance, which is something that only a few fullbacks have in the competition, but then the rest of it is... You know, it's a dog's... Well, dog's breakfast is a bit hard, but you know no, what no. I mean? It's just yeah. not... His teammates will be going, oh, hang on a sec. Is he going to come back hard? Is he going to beat a man here? Where, where is he now in attack? It was just all over the place from the fullback. He needs to tighten up his performance a whole lot, doesn't he? Yep. He's got the brilliance, but uh, needs to be more consistent. A vote here for the Spice Girls. <laughs> back on the text line, the Spice Girls were pretty close in their prime um, to Taylor Swift. Maybe not the same longevity... As old mate Swifter. They were pretty big. Was, was Spice Girls, were they, oh, they, they would be draw 100, would they? Well, they no. wouldn't fill the MCG. They wouldn't fill a core four nights in a row, would they, Spice Girls? I don't know. I, I think that's long bow. What, what are we talking? Spice Girls, late 90s, mid-90s, oh, late 90s? Um, were man, they, they 30 years, years ago? I, I'm miss, I miss that era. Uh, yeah. Shag is, uh, oh, Reptile. I don't know what's going on with Ben Hunt, but every time the camera's on, he seems to be thinking in Morse code. Get me out of here. Well, Vossi, you, you, you no, didn't I, think so, did you, yesterday? No, no, I had a very, there it is. Uh, what's that song called, Dan? You're, you're the Spice Girl expert. Shake what's it up. Yeah, this is called Wannabe. 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 Okay, thank you. Yeah. Wannabe. Wannabe. Thank you. Yeah, no, my Warner. impression of Ben Hunt yesterday was a pretty, you know, content. He, he will give 100%. And, and he will still play his role. He's not just going to turn up to training and turn up game day. He, he, he understands his role as a 300-gamer at the Dragons Club with a lot of young players and people like the Couchman brothers, Toby mm. and, and Ryan. They look up to him. And yep. he, has to, he has to lead them. He can't just be game day 
Um, it has to be all times. And I think he understands that role and will do it. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we started our, our chat this morning uh, very early about uh, those sports people that are short, that aren't tall, mm. that aren't tall. Uh, Jai Gray um, could be the shortest NRL player this year. I threw out, I said, who is the shortest NBA player? Because the J- Jordan Crawford for the uh, Jack Jumpers, who is outstanding, is five foot six, 167 centimetres. Marquis Noel uh, for the Toronto Raptors, says David from St. Ives, five foot seven. Five seven, that's David. little. And of course, uh, Black Stump Eel, yes, Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, Muggsy Bogues, Charlotte Hornets, very famous short man in the NBA. Right, back in the 90s. And as we go to a break, lovely message uh, sent through. Uh, by Mark. He said, guys, tell the Bunnies fans going over, put your good choppers in for your passport photos. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> Lovely stuff on the text line at seven minutes to nine. Matt White is up next and some exciting news here at SEN. Matt White will make his highly anticipated return to calling supercars as part of SEN's coverage of the Repco Supercars Championship. It's back this Sunday with the Bathurst 500. Vossi coverage from midday. Matt White will call all the action alongside driver James Moffat. And don't forget SEN with full coverage from 5pm today for the first 2020 between Australia and New Zealand. See, Matt White is more Dylan Edwards and Tyrell Sloan. Consistency. Matt White, consistent mm. performer. Um, you know, not my... Good thing. analogy. So Tyrell Sloan, he can do it. He can, remember Anzac Day last year. It's a rooster so damn good. So he can be as frustrating because you know what he can do when he produces that. But it's only one game. It's only pre-season challenge. Yeah, but, and that's but, what happens. but, 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 yeah, tell but. You, you can't keep giving, giving, no. giving, giving. He needs to, he needs to deliver consistency. 50 NRL games. Hey, well, what about you, Brady? You don't have Wednesdays off anymore. Now you do a fourth day straight. You're back on air that's tomorrow. Crazy. But the cricket is what we're looking forward to most today from yep. five o'clock, as you've mentioned. Mm. Uh, the first of the T20s. Um, anything else you want to go? We've spoken about stiff syndrome today. It's, uh, We've spoken it's, about it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's world. It's world margarita day tomorrow. Spicy mug right. to kick off the program tomorrow at six pm, six am, so, even. Uh, uh, and that could be a uh, a could, slightly different, looser brandy yes. on air tomorrow morning. You want to make sure Look you out. tune in because he is going Look to celebrate <laughs> World Margarita Day. Have a great Wednesday, folks. Bossy and Brandy signing off. Yeah.